Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Again, I want to wish you a happy new year. And I think we got to be real careful here because a lot of times we just kind of keep jumping forward and, and moving forward and things are moving so fast. But we need to make sure that we thank the Lord, we give Him praise and give Him thanks. Uh, for bringing us through uh, 2022. I know a lot of us, we've had our ups and we've had our downs. I'm sure it's been a roller coaster ride. That's just how life is. But thank the Lord today that he brought us through 2022. But I'm believing that as great as 2022 was, that 2023 is going to be even greater. I believe that with all of my heart. I look forward. Uh, Listen, I don't really know what the future holds for 2023, but this is what I do know. I know the one who holds the future, and hey, I know him, and and I know the future is in in his hands, and so uh, that's why knowing that God holds the future, uh, I can look forward into the new year with, with great hope and great excitement, great anticipation, knowing that God has everything in his hands, and that's what fills my heart with hope today, and that's why every one of us in here today and those that are connected through the live stream that's why it's so vital for us to make sure that we keep our eyes on Jesus as we go through this new year who Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith and we're in his hands and there's no greater place to be listen if you uh, look toward this new year and you're not quite sure how things are going to go none of us are you can know this the Lord has it all in his hands and you can have hope with that today, knowing on this first Sunday in New Year's, first Sunday in this new year, that God's got everything in His hands. I love the new year uh, for a lot of different reasons. The new year, uh, a lot of us, we, we set new goals. Uh, we set New Year's resolutions. A lot of those are broke two weeks later. Uh, but we, it's a time that we kind of set new goals. And, and there's nothing wrong with setting new goals. Some of you may have walked in today and you got some new goals in mind. Maybe you're going to be more organized. Uh, maybe that's your goal. Maybe your goal is to uh, maybe to lose some weight. I don't know. Maybe your goal would be uh, to uh, spend more time with your family. Things like that. We, we all set these goals uh, at the beginning of the year. For whatever reason, at the very beginning of the year, this new beginning, we, we think we have to make these changes in our life. Uh, people think that a new year means a new you. I was thinking about this too because wouldn't it be nice if there was a, a, a new you garage, a new you garage, you know, like you just pull in real quick and you say, hey, you know what, uh, real quick, I need, uh, I need a, a, a new knee and uh, a new shoulder and uh, I could use a new back. Uh, and while you're at it, uh, throw in some new uh, biceps and a new lean stomach here and you might as well go ahead and throw in some new hair while you're at it. Uh, wouldn't it be nice if you could just kind of whip off somewhere and, and you could have all that, just something new um, in your life, a new outlook, a new attitude, just whip in and it's all done like that. We all like new. 
Uh, I like new, but I want you to know this morning that God likes new. God likes new. What do you mean? God, in fact, God, the Bible says that he likes new, that he's always doing new things. God is doing new things all the time. In Isaiah 43, this is what the Lord said. He says, behold, that means be ready, look, behold, I'm, I'm doing a new thing. And now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is saying to you on this first Sunday of the new year, he's saying, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is always doing new things. God is doing new things in this church. We're about to celebrate at the 11 o'clock service new souls that are being saved. Can we praise the Lord for that? New souls that are coming to the Lord. God is doing new things, new souls being saved, new testimonies, new miracles, new opportunities to seek the lost and new opportunities to serve the suffering and new opportunities that are coming to uh, share life together. He says, behold, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Jesus said these words in Revelation 21.5. Jesus said, behold, I am making all things new. He said, write this down for their, these words are trustworthy and true. In other words, he said it and you can believe it. Jesus said it and you can believe it. He says, behold, I'm making all things new. Jesus is always making things new. The Bible tells us that uh, we go into the New Testament. There's a new covenant, a covenant of grace. It's a new covenant. Jesus is always doing new things. He ushered in and brought in this new covenant. The Bible says that he gives us a new song. He gives us a new heart. He gives us a new nature. He gives us a new life. He gives us a new tongue. The Bible says that his mercies are new every day. In fact, he also says that one day there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Jesus makes all things new. He makes all things new. Jesus makes all things new. And I have some wonderful news for you this morning. If you showed up here at Mount Olive First PH Church, the first Sunday of the year, whether you're here on campus or online, if you showed up today living the same old life controlled by sin, Jesus makes all things new. If you've been battling with sickness and suffering, Jesus makes all things new. If your spiritual temperature is lukewarm, and you remember what Jesus said about that, that he would, he would spew you out of his mouth. If you're lukewarm, guess what? Jesus makes all things new. And my prayer for you this Sunday and going into this new year is that Jesus will make all things new in your life as you trust him each and every day. How many of you are ready for Jesus to do a new thing in you? Come on. You're ready for Jesus to do a new thing in you. He says, behold, I'm making all things new. He says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. What kind of new thing does the Lord need to do in your life today? Maybe you need to behold a new life. Behold a new life. Jesus can give you a new life. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, the Bible says, if anyone is in Christ... He is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. That's one of my favorite Bible verses. If anyone is in Christ, 
He is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Let me tell you about this new life in Christ. It starts by having a new birth. What do you mean by that? Well, you remember the conversation that Jesus had with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3. Nicodemus, who was a religious leader, he comes to Jesus by night. Nicodemus is a, a religious man. He, he's from the old school of religion, and he comes to Jesus, and he wants to know more. He wants to know more before he receives Jesus into his life to be his Lord and Savior. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night, and he was searching for something new. He was searching for something more. Nicodemus was on a mission. He was searching for something new, and he was searching for something more than what he had experienced in his life. And it could be that you showed up this morning, and you're searching for something new. You're searching for something more. Listen, the truth is, you know deep down inside there's something more. You, you know something more. There's something more to the life that you've been currently living. There's something more than a liquor bottle. There's something more than the high that you've been chasing. There's something more to the things of this world that you've been trying to uh, uh, grasp and get a hold of. There's something more to the religious ritual and traditions and performance that you've been going through year after year. Nicodemus was searching for something more and for something new. While he was searching, Jesus responds back to Nicodemus and says to Nicodemus, he says, Nicodemus, I tell you the truth. No one, no one, he's getting ready to tell him something new and something more. He says, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. Unless he is born again. What does it mean to be born again? Well, we can say, we use it in church terms today, well, we call it being saved or coming to a place of repentance and committing your life to Christ. However you want a word being born again, the question is, have you been born again spiritually? Have you been born again spiritually? Have you been saved? Have, have, does, does Jesus Christ live in your heart? Do you have this new life in Jesus Christ? Why in the world did Jesus say to Nicodemus, he must be born again because he could see the heart of Nicodemus. Can I just remind you this morning that Jesus can see your heart? He can see your heart. He can see your heart. We're, we're so worried about the outer part of our life that we want to make it look so good to everybody else. But can I tell you right now, Jesus sees past all that stuff on the outer part and he looks right to the heart. In fact, if you remember, when he was talking to the religious leaders one time, he says, you praise me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Jesus looks at your heart. He sees your heart. He sees your heart. He sees my heart. Jesus sees our hearts. And he saw the heart of Nicodemus. And when he saw the heart of Nicodemus, he saw a heart that, that had built his life on religious works and religious performance, but had not yet found a, a true relationship with Almighty God. And then Nicodemus turns around and he asks Jesus a question. How can a man be born when he is old? 
How can a man be born when he's old? Here's the problem with Nicodemus. Nicodemus was seeing things through physical eyes and Jesus was seeing it through spiritual eyes. Nicodemus was seeing it through a, a physical man, but Jesus was talking about a spiritual man. Jesus was talking about a new relationship and not some old religious ritual or works or performance. Please hear me this morning as we go into this new year because I have talked to some people over the last few weeks and, and they're, they're on the borderline sometimes of believing that their works are going to get them somewhere into heaven and that's not how it works, friend. Listen to me. Being born again doesn't happen by becoming a member of the church. You, because your name is on the roll of membership in a church doesn't mean that you are born again. Being born again does not happen uh, when you're water baptized. Being born again doesn't happen when you make your mind up at the beginning of the year that you're going to try to be a better person. That's not being born again. Being born again is when you have a new life in Jesus Christ. It's a new life in Jesus Christ. It's being born again. And this new life, it takes place as you receive and believe in Jesus Christ by faith. The Bible says to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Hallelujah. I got some good news for you this morning. If you will receive Jesus and believe in Jesus, you'll become a child of God. Hallelujah. The good news for you this morning is, like Nicodemus, is you're never too old, you're never too young to start a new life with Jesus Christ. You're going to see that today when we do the baptism. There's going to be some young ones and there's going to be some not so young ones. The good news is you're never too old, you're never too young to start a new life with Jesus. Here's some more good news for you today. You, the good news is you're never too messed up to start new life with Jesus Christ. You're never too messed up. I, I've been in conversations with some people and, and you've all heard it before too. I mean, you, you, you've heard this saying, you know, I'm a, I'll get my life together, then I'll come to church. It, you know, that's not the right way. It's, listen, coming to church doesn't get your life together. You need to come to church, but it's not church, it's Christ who puts your life back together. You, you fall in love with Jesus Christ and you allow him to, to change you and to turn your life around. Jesus is the one who makes all things new. Jesus, the one that we praise, the one that we glorify, the one that we worship, he's the one that makes all things new. This Christmas, um, you know, it was very difficult for a lot of us um, I know it was hard for us. My dad, who passed away last year on January the 4th, actually, and we went through Christmas without him. Um, you know, it was a difficult time, but you know what God did for me during Christmas? He sent somebody. He sent somebody to me to really encourage me and help me. You know, like a day or two after Christmas, I, re I, I had someone reach out to me who was a veteran in the United States Marine Corps. And this man is a wounded warrior who has suffered in combat. He was injured physically and emotionally, let me tell you. And he reached out to me for help. And I'm thinking, man, I need help right now. 
and he reached out to me for help and he suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder and all that happened while he served in Iraq and he came here to the church it's like two days after Christmas and we met came into my office and he poured his heart out to me and began to pour out tears and I just sat there and listened to this man as he poured out everything the struggles that he was going through the wounds that he has in his life physically and emotionally and how that impacts his life today but as he kept talking you know what sometimes if you'll just put some duct tape over your mouth and listen you can hear the hurts and you can hear things in people's lives and as he was talking I heard a man that was saying I'm searching for something new I'm searching for something more and the more he talked and the more I listened we finally stopped and I shared Jesus Christ with him I prayed over him right there in my office and right there he received, he believed and he gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ I said thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus you see listen to me friend now this man, now this wounded warrior he has a new life in Jesus Christ he, he has a, a, a new purpose in Jesus Christ. He, he's a new man now. And I want to remind all of us here today that, that no matter how wounded or how messed up you may feel, Jesus is the one who has the power to transform your old life to a new life. Jesus is the one that makes all things new from the inside out, just like this man. It's a healing work that needs to take place on the inside, and it affects everything on the outside. Why? Because Jesus makes all things new. Do you have, do you have this new life? Do you have this new life in Jesus Christ? Because it starts when you repent of your sins and you place your faith in Jesus Christ and you believe on the one who died for you and for me for our sins so we could be saved. I'm asking you on this first Sunday of the year, I'm not going to assume anything. If we had the time, I would ask every one of you one by one to walk up here and you tell me, how are you saved and how do you know you're saved? And if you say that I'm just a good person, you're wrong. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. Believe in and receive in him into your life for this new life. Behold, a new life. You can have a new life in Christ. And he can turn it all around, starting from the inside and changing the outside. Not only do you need to behold a new life, but you need to behold a new walk. Jesus Christ will give you a new walk. Paul talked about this new walk in Romans 6, 4. He said these words right here. Please don't miss it. He says, therefore, we were buried with him, talking about Christ, through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Behold a new walk. You can have a new walk in Jesus Christ. When you get saved, and you're born again spiritually and you start to follow Jesus your walk changes your walk changes your new walk will not look like your old walk hello your new walk in Christ is not going to look like the old walk 
You're, new, you're, you're not going to walk the same old way. You're not going to go to the same old places you used to go after Jesus Christ comes into your life. Can I get an amen? Now, now you're going to walk by faith. Now you're going to walk in the, in the presence of God. Now you're going to walk in the power of God. Now you're going to walk in the holiness of God. Now you're going to walk in God's love. Now you're going to walk into a, a church. Now you're going to walk into a prayer meeting. Now you're going to walk into a, a Bible study. You know why? Because your, your new walk's going to look different than your old walk. Oh, man, I can remember several years ago on January the 1st, being church. Oh, I'd be laying somewhere looking some ibuprofen or something for a headache or a hangover, for a hangover. But look what Jesus can do. He can turn your life around. He'll give you a new walk. A new walk. He'll give you a new walk. Paul says we should walk in the newness of life. How many of you know when you walk, there's movement to it? You're walking, you have to move. There's, you have to walk in this new life. You have to walk into it. When I was reading that and just thought about the, the movement that comes when you walk, he says, walk in newness of life. Something hit me and reminded me that if you're going to have a new walk in Christ, you're going to have to walk away from some old things. If you're going to walk into some new things, then that means you're going to have to walk away from some old things. This is a word for somebody this morning. For, for, for God to do a new thing, you need to walk away from some old things. What old things do you need to walk away from this morning? Some of you need to walk away from some, from some grudges. Some of you need to walk away from some grudges. There's been some things that have been said to you, some things done to you over the past that have hurt you and wounded you and you're still holding on to them and it's like cancer just keeps eating away at you, eating away at you. And God's word today is that if you're going to walk in a new walk, you need to walk away from the grudge, let it go, live at peace as much as possible, forgive as Christ forgave you and walk on, friend, walk on, walk on. Some of you need to walk away from guilt. I know the devil will do everything he can to bring up guilt and shame in your life, but my Bible tells me that there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. We're under the blood now. You need to remember that you are saved and it's the righteousness of, righteousness of God in you. There's no condemnation in you. You are a new child, a new creation. Walk away from the guilt. Some of you need to walk away from gossip. Hallelujah. That felt good right there. Some of you need to walk away from gossip. I, I remember one time, I, I probably don't need to even go here. Hallelujah. The men are just as bad as the women. I went to a barber shop one time to get my hair cut, and I was like, oh, my Lord. These men are worse than women. But you know what? We need to walk away from gossip. God's people shouldn't be gossipers. The Bible says in Proverbs that gossip will separate close friends. The Bible says that gossip will bring calamity. So walk away from gossip. Some of you need to walk away from toxic relationships. Mm, 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 mm. This is feeling so good. Well, listen. You need to walk away from people that are pulling you away from Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right now, walk away. 
Do we love people? Do we try to win them to Christ? Yes, but if you are around somebody and you are a Jesus follower and you find yourself being pulled away from Jesus because of the people that you've allowed into your life, they're toxic people and you need to walk away from them. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. It matters who you hang around with. Come on, parents. It matters who you hang around with. You need to walk away from some toxic relationships. Some of you need to walk away from fear. You've been living in fear. I, I, I'm talking to that guy, uh, the, the wounded warrior, and where he's from, and he talked about how people were still kind of uh, isolated because of COVID, and, and I get it, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, we got to walk away from fear because the Bible says that God's not given us the spirit of fear. He's given us uh, power, love, and a sound mind. And, we, and the Bible says that we walk in faith, and we don't walk in fear. We walk in faith. Are you walking in faith? You need to walk away from fear. What's there to be afraid of? We're in a win-win situation, friend. You need to walk away from the past. Some of you have been holding on to some things that uh, over time, uh, maybe uh, failures, mistakes, regrets that you made. The word for you today is walk on, move on. Come on. You, you can't keep living in yesterday. You can't go back and change anything. I mean, it might be where God can bring restoration to some things that were broken. But listen, don't allow the devil to keep throwing up your regrets, your mistakes, your failures. You know what? Just keep walking on in a new life in Jesus Christ. Yes, I admit, I messed up. I did wrong. But you know what? That, won't, that was B.C. That was before Christ. Christ is in here now. I'm a new creation. I'm walking with him now. I'm leaving all that mess behind. Paul says, I look forward. Leave those things that are behind and look forward. Press on. Press on. Oh, man. With Christ, all things are new today. You may have made some mistakes in your life. You may have some regrets. You may have had some failures. But listen, walk on. Walk on. Some of you need to walk away from some negative attitudes. What do you mean, Pastor? Being ungrateful. Being ungrateful. Not, not, not thanking God for all the blessings in your life. Just assuming, you know, hey, it's all good. You know what? Stop being ungrateful. And being, be thankful for the people in your life and what they do for you. Hello? Always complaining. Can't think of nothing good to say. You know what mama used to say? If you can't think of anything good to say, don't say nothing at all. What Bible verse is that? <laughs> mama, chapter one. The Bible says that we now have the mind of Christ, that we should be walking around with a new attitude and not a negative attitude. We should be walking around with a new mindset, believing God is able to do all things, believing that God is the, he's the source of all the goodness in our life. We've been singing it a while ago, the goodness of God. Listen, friend, when you have that mindset that everything comes from the Lord and that he's blessed you and you don't have anything without him, you don't even have the next breath without him, then you'll walk around. You won't have a negative attitude. You'll have an attitude, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Some of you need to walk away from pride. Some of you need to walk away from pride. Here we go. 
the first news flash at Mount Olive First PH Church of 2023. You ready? It's the first news flash. The world does not revolve around you. Okay, all right. Yep. It's not always about you and your way. Your opinion is not the only opinion that matters. And guess what? Don't look at nobody, don't punch nobody, but you're not always right. I told you don't hit nobody. I'll be available Tuesday at 10. Walk away from pride. Come on, friend. Don't, don't think you can do anything on your own. And here's what I mean by that. It's not what you can do for God, but it's what God can do through you. That you're doing everything and letting God work through you so you can do it for the glory of God. We need to be like John the Baptist that said, may I decrease so God can increase. We, we need to have the mindset that it's all about promoting and proclaiming Jesus Christ, our Savior, and not about promoting and proclaiming ourselves. It's not about you. It's about giving Jesus all glory and all praise. So I'm going to ask you this question right here. For God to do a new thing, what are the things that you need to walk away from? What are the old things? If you're wanting God to do a new thing, what are some old things that you need to walk away from? Is it guilt? Is it the past? Is, is, it, is it gossip? Is it the grudges? What is it? Will you, will you let the Holy Spirit talk to you? Because I want you to have a freedom like you've never had before. I want you to be able to, to walk in a new walk with Christ Jesus like you've never had before. And finally, I want to tell you this. Turner, if you want to come, that you need to behold not only a new life and a new walk, but you also need to behold a new season. Let me take you back to that verse in Isaiah where the Lord says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Here we go. Don't miss this. I'm doing a new thing now. Say now. I, I, behold, I'm doing a new thing now. It springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Here's the, here's the truth right here. I know that every single one of us in this place and many of you that are watching and, and worshiping here now, I'm talking to some people this morning who are walking through some hard and dry seasons come on I mean we got the face up and it all looks good on the outside but we know on the inside that the heart has been hard the heart has been dry you're in a dry season but hear me good please this is where it gets really good right here just because you're going through a hard and dry season doesn't mean that God is finished with you come on you, 2022 man it dealt some blows to you there were some wilderness times there there were some places you just didn't think God would make a way and when you came through it and came out of it I mean it just didn't feel good but just because you're in that hard place right now in that dry place it doesn't mean that God is finished with you please hear me God's not finished with you We, we write ourselves off and we allow other people to write us off. We allow our circumstances to write us off. But God says he's not finished with you. It's going to be a new season for you. I love what Paul said in Philippians. He says, I'm confident of this. 
He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God is not finished with you. He's not finished with you. You think because you've arrived at a certain place or you've been serving the Lord for so many years or because of your background you don't feel uh, uh, qualified. I'm here to tell you right now, God is not finished with you. He's not finished with you. In fact, he's just getting started. You're about to walk into a new season and guess when? Now. Now. He says, behold, I'm making things new now. I'm doing a new thing now. The old season is ending and the new season that you're about to step into is going to happen now. Listen, I'm declaring it by faith right now. I am. This is my prayer that your new season will be better than your old season. I'm praying it for my life. I want my new season to be better than my old season. Some of you have been in some crazy seasons. Some of you have been in some season of suffering. Some of you have been in a season of fear, a season of confusion, a season of doubt, and a season of discouragement, a season of depression, a season of brokenness, a season of pain, a season of worry. Some of you have been in a season of waiting. But the word for you this morning is, Behold God is doing a new thing and he's doing it now he's doing it now he's doing it now you're walking into a new season now it's going to be a new praise now it's going to be a new prayer life now it's going to be a new purpose now it's going to be a new peace now it's going to be a new joy now listen it's going to be a new healing now it's going to be a new hope now it's going to be a new season of clarity now it's going to be new opportunities now it's going to be new breakthroughs now it's going to be new freedoms that you never thought you could experience for your life those freedoms are going to happen now it's going to be new victory now battles that you've been battling for some time family whatever it may be on the inside just with yourself with Satan God says there's going to be new victory over the battles for you now come on come on do you believe that today come on I'm believing that right now there's going to be a a, a new season now would you stand with me please praise the Lord my encouragement to you this morning is you need to get ready you need to get ready for God's new thing You need to get ready for God's new thing. How many of you want God to do a new thing in you? Come on. You want God to do a new thing in you. Would you bow your heads and nobody looking around? Please be very reverent. Be very reverent. Nobody looking around. This is a time that we're about to go into an altar call. If you're here this morning and and you need God to do a new thing, a new thing, Behold, maybe a new life in Christ where you're born again. You know that you're not saved, but you want to be saved. You want heaven to be your future. You want to spend eternity with Jesus. You don't, you don't want to go to hell, but you want to go to heaven. And you want new life in Christ. Nobody looking around. Would you just lift your hand up with boldness right now and say, that's me. Come on, I'm awake, I'm awake. Lift your hand and hold it up high where I can see. Nobody's looking, just you and the Lord right now. Come on, you and the Lord. Come on, would you be obedient to God? God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Maybe you're here this morning and you... 
you, you need a, just a new walk. You know, it's kind of old and stale and stagnant and you need God to do something new right now. And there's some things you need to walk away from. Come on. There's some things you need to walk away from that have been pulling you back and pulling you away from the Lord. If there's some things in your life right now you know you need to walk away from so you can experience the newness of Christ, would you just lift your hand and say, that's me, would you pray for me? There's some things I need to walk away from right now. God bless you, God bless you. You can put your hands down. How many of you this morning are ready for a new season in your life? You're ready to step into a new season that's better than the season that you're coming out of. Come on, raise your hand if you want a new season. Every hand in here should go up. Every hand in here should go up. Just keep your head bowed, eyes closed. Those that lifted their hands to be saved, born again, right there where you are, you can just pray and just admit to God, I'm a sinner. I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory, God. And the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And today, Lord, I receive you and believe on your name. And I want to become your child, God, saved, bought by your blood. Thank you for dying on the cross in my place. Your sacrifice that, I, that you made in my place, you were my substitute, Lord. I could never praise you enough for dying on the cross so my sins could be forgiven. I thank you, Lord, for the cross and I thank you for the empty grave. You are alive and because you live, I can live forever too. So right now, right now, I put my faith and I put my trust in you and I commit my life. I repent of my sin and I turn my life to you. I'm walking with you right now, Jesus. I give you my life. I give you my life. I give you my life. In Jesus' name.